When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's Haberman and Middlecoff. I'm Guy. That's John. And if you're watching this, you're watching on YouTube. That's great. Subscribe to our channel. Like this video. Help it grow. If you're listening to it on our podcast, that's great. Five-star reviews. We appreciate it. Share it with your friends or your enemies. We love your enemies. Uh, We're brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka. It feels like every time we do a show, John, we could dedicate a Tito's Toast to Bryce Harper, but uh, you can also go another direction today. I'd like... I'm going another direction. Oh, you got one? Okay, why don't you start then? You're right, though. You see, Bryce. it was Bryce's birthday yesterday. 3-1. He's 31? I think think it's 31, right? Didn't he hold up a... I think he held up a a 3-1 or whatever his birthday age is. After he hit the bomb in the first inning, their yeah. first inning was pretty cool. Schwarber <laughs> was the first pitch of the game. All sweat. Is Schwarber just like, no matter, I don't even ever need to see his batting average. If he leads off every postseason game in Philly for the next 25 years, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be careful with him. He might be 55 years old. I'd be careful with Schwarber here. It feels like he's everything that Farhan wanted everyone to think Jock Peterson was. It's just not quite the same. Uh, I, I got a toast, guy. Because I I tweeted this out a little earlier. She made the rounds, obviously the fake planted fan for the Chargers, who has been spotted in a Minnesota Vikings outfit from years ago. Yeah. She went on on her forehead. She went on McAfee claiming it's all craziness. Like ESPN and the NFL aren't all in cahoots with each other. There's a reason McAfee now is allowed to show NFL highlights. They are partners with the National Football League. The Athletic, one of the one of the last bastions of journalism when it comes to sports. Uh-huh. If they do not dig into this and find out who, where she gets paid, who's in charge, whose right. idea this was, like what what's I understand if you get Kendall Jenner to hold up your product, the influence maybe that helps with sales. What is the logic with her going nuts? The potential. Like, I even get Taylor Swift. Like, what is that lady? who is clearly an industry plant. It's not, honestly, when I watched her for 10 minutes, I mean, honestly, less than 10 minutes, two minutes on McAfee before I turned it off, I even felt more strongly about this is the fakest thing ever. Cheers to someone in the league office who had this idea, and then Rod's giving it the green light. So cheers to them, because that you can't make this shit. It's like we're living in a giant Fugazi. That's what it feels like. It's all... It's everything. Everything we do. The, the NFL is 
planning fake fans on a Monday night game with the fucking Cowboys? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great toast, John. I, I cheers to her acting coach. I, she was. You agree? Do you agree, fake fan? So I do agree, fake fan. And a couple of thoughts, which I, I was going to get to after the Tito's ad. Uh, I was give. I was going to give a toast to uh, Joe Manchin, M A N C H I N. We're going to wade into political waters here. Uh, he said. Um, he said it's no fun rooting for freshmen and sophomores that are millionaires. And my only response would be, Joe, have you tried rooting for freshmen and sophomores that aren't? Those teams suck. <laughs> so I would I'm rooting for freshmen and sophomores that are the millionaires. Those are those was, was it, good teams. Was it Lindsey Graham that said something about Utah were going to shit when Utah's giving out all the free trucks? All the pickup trucks, yeah. All the pickup trucks. So everyone's getting in on it. Uh I, I just nothing irks me more than I don't know if politicians whether they are even locked in, but the disingenuous I think nature you know the like that. No one, no one got paid before now. Now, obviously, the high end guys make more than they would have, but this notion, Mark Stoops saying, "Hey guys," what he's really saying is, "Hey, you know the way we've paid our basketball team for fifty years? Do that with our football team. It's obviously harder because there are more players." It, it this whole conversation about the money always irks me a little bit because I think it's just so fake. Yeah, I. Uh, well, let's just let's just put a bow on Tito's. Then we got two more things to hit here. Then to follow up on Tito's, we love you. Tito's handmade vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. That's our Tito's toast. Forty uh, percent alcohol by volume, namely eighty proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. I'll start with that, and then I'll get to the. I got a couple of red flags because I think we're pretty good at this. We were the first ones to snuff out the fake. Aaron Judge video. Remember that fake ass video? We're like, oh, oh Aaron, my Aaron, God. Aaron's here in the Bay Area, everybody. Uh, we snuffed that sucker out two weeks. The, the evidence is on the YouTube page. Two weeks. Remember, remember Aaron turned the corner at the St. Regis with like a vodka, like, oh, hey, uh, just meeting with Farhan, Larry, and the crew tomorrow, guys. Uh, have a good one. Get what are you room. doing here at the Four Seasons? How did we know you're going to arrive? There's only one paparazzo here. What's going on here? Also, that video, if you see, there's this. You guys know where I can dude. grab a good sandwich? I'm just Aaron Judge here from the Yankees. The Yankees, Aaron Judge, that's me. There's what a, the fuck was that? There's a Ken Griffey Jr. commercial that's airing right now for insurance. Him and his wife are in it. And Judge, in that fake, fake-ass wannabe TMZ video, does the same thing they do at the beginning of this commercial where they make it look like Ken Griffey's walking out of his front door. But clearly, they just say, action. And he starts walking. And they didn't, like, they didn't get enough of him walking. It just, it's clear that he just started walking when somebody yelled action. Anyway, uh, as it relates to the athletes, I do think there's a slight difference in, like, some guy, I think we're seeing a little higher, we will see a little higher level of talent stay in school, in basketball and football, a little bit. Like, do you think if you were Michael Penix, Basketball, Last no. Foot, foot, football, yes. It it just happened in football. Um, well, it happened in basketball. Like I think guys go like some of these guys like might go international and stayed. Some of these big guys who you're right, like Luca Garz is not a good example. That guy doesn't go to the NBA because the NBA doesn't draft him. But um, I do think the Michael Penix equivalent in college basketball probably goes pro, I guess would be my point. Or Blake Crum, you know, the the Michigan running back. Oh, yeah, Corum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Corum. Yeah. But Bo Nix was, I think, on the fringe, and they clearly gave him seven figures. And listen, what what I'm talking about with these guys being paid, I I don't think 
Alabama and Georgia were throwing up seven figures to, I think college basketball, who knows some of the numbers because it was for one individual college football. It, it was harder, right? For every, there were so many hyped quarterbacks just in our adult life. I mean, we could rattle off names. DJ's a good one who I know got a lot of money to go to Clemson, right? right? right. That was pre NIL, which I've never, I, it's not like I have a problem with my whole thing is Jay Billis, for example, whose program for a decade, decade and a half had been paying people one and done. It's like, God, these guys aren't going to school for free, which again, I don't care. I, right. I do not care. But don't act like now it's act. so different. No, if anything, and I don't know if I've talked to you about this. One thing that these coaches complain to my scouting buddies about is the dark money is, Hey, you have, to Oh, they're going to give you 200 grand. Yeah. We'll give you a hundred grand and then we'll take care of you in cash. Because I, I think one thing a lot of these kids I'm sure are going through is wait, the 150 grand I've gotten the last two years, I owe 68. I don't have the 68. Like, what do I do? Oh, I'm not going to the pros. Like, I don't have, I'm just going to have to get a normal person job. And that job only pays 90. Like, well, I don't, I, and, they, and they just pays throughout the year. Like, I don't have 68 grand to pay cash. I'm sure that's happening a lot or, or going to because. I would imagine, I don't care who's telling you what from LSU or Georgia, like, hey, guys, you got to put 40% of this away. <laughs> oh, yeah, because <laughs> I know what I would do if I was those guys. I wouldn't listen to a word. I'd right. deal with the consequences later. That's right. Well, and I'm going to go pro, so I'll have the money later. Yeah, and we know only like 3 4% of those guys are going pro. And, yeah. and some of these guys getting, even if they, you know, aren't getting $2 million. If I give you a $400,000 because you're a hype guy and then you don't live up to it. Did you see the highlights of the dude at North Carolina who was like fighting for his eligibility, fighting for his eligibility. He like transferred four times. His name Te- is Tez yeah, Walker. Tez Walker. Yeah. Finally gets to play three touchdowns. Game one, Good three touchdowns. Yeah. He's fucking unreal. They, they like sued. One hand of passes. They sued. That's how the thing ended. They're like, they sued the NCAA and the NCAA was like, whoop, bad record in court. Uh, new information. You're cleared to play. That's what. Happened. Well, why? Why is anyone doing business when I see like all oh, the NCAA's coming down on Kansas basketball? How why does is the Kansas NCAA? Listening? Yeah. How is anyone listening at this point? Like, how did Jim Harbaugh? Why are we listening at this point? In time? NCAA tournament. They me. still run that shit, and that's still a big deal. Maybe that's why. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know the F- answer. F- football. What do they run in football? No, they don't run anything. They don't. I mean, they don't run anything in football. The college football playoff operates separately. But, I mean, basketball is still a huge – like the NCAA tournament makes a lot of money for a lot of people. Yeah. as their number one event. So Billion maybe that's why administrators, right? yeah. you know. Um, but, to fo- the but football, they don't control your schedule. They don't control the playoffs. They do control, I guess, the eligibility for your players. If you, Yeah, I mean, in theory, you could just play the guys and then they'll vacate your record book and you say, fuck that, we're leaving the banner up. Yeah. And keeping the Heismans. Um, to the to the Charger fan, since we we like to sniff these deals out, a couple things. First red flag. First red flag was what happens the second somebody uh, starts to go viral on television. The second they show them on television and TV is focused on that person, what happens? That person receives texting. text messages, yeah, saying, "Oh my God, you're on TV." So they cut back to her like three plays later. She had not checked her phone. She was dialed. Now, maybe she's just a big fan, John, so you could argue. I thought this is as I was watching, like, okay, phone's in her purse. 
this is good. She's done a social media detox. She says, this is my time. I'm putting my phone away. No one's, I'm not going to hear your text messages or phone calls, loud environment dialed on the game, but nobody around her was getting text messages. Oh my God, you guys are on TV. Jennifer's on TV. So that was the first thing that made me just a little, that's a little weird. If this is fake and I'm with you, I think it's fake. I think it's got to be a direct result of the NFL seeing the power of like the Taylor Swift stuff. We're going to take a national television game. Something is going to happen off the field, maybe with a female fan that's going to resonate with people other than our primary football fans. A 48-year-old cheeseburger, beer-drinking gambler. Not that guy, okay? We're going to show something other than a Raider fight in the stands. Or a Niner fight. Or a Raider fight. Or a Niner fight. We're going to show something other than that guy. And it's going to have ripple effects because it's going to be a story on the Today Show tomorrow. It's going to be a story on all these other avenues where our people aren't. Did you see... I, I guy, I do not yeah. understand, and I've gotten this on my Twitter account. I've gotten this in DMs, and I'm seeing this in the comments. She was on Pat McAfee, guys. She's real. Well, I yes, she's I, a real. I haven't watched. She's a real human. Yes, yeah, so she's a that. real human. She familiar to you? She is a real human. She was in a picture five years ago for the Minnesota Vikings. No, she. I, I've never seen. Well, her she has before. an AFC team and an NFC team. Who doesn't? But of course, Browns what would the AFC NFL? Team. What would the NFL do the moment everyone last night were like, "What the fuck"? they would put her on one of their properties. And they are in business now with Pat McAfee. So this notion that Pat McAfee, he's not some, it's not, he's not Dave Portnoy anymore. Those days are over. He's on ESPN. He does say three shit hours a day. on television. I saw him say shit on television the other day. I think Rogers. I was or, rattled. Or, no, Crosby said fuck and they bleeped it out. I saw it today. Because Crosby training fought a UFC guy three for three minutes, three rounds, three minutes training for an NFL dot com video but it was so violent they scrapped it crosby was like he said the guy like almost broke his nose it's like a buddy of his another story but that was a good interview max is pretty impressive you know max crosby's never missed people think i'm a raider hater never missed an nfl game max crosby is everything you'd want in an nfl star and the raiders have him on the cheap he's getting screwed he's getting uh, but anyone that just because he went she went on pat mcafee thinks that that just validates her true fandom i, I i'm baffled guy I understand why, as Rogers would say, we have so many sheep. So many people are – it's so quick to believe. Somebody I says her son's, her son's school mascot is the Vikings. That's what Alex said. Did, did the kid say skull? Because that's what she had written on her face. Guys, she was screaming as someone broke it down to me in the DMs. Her, get him. Cheer, her cheers, like fire up, were with the – like her cheers for the offense – it's Maybe, just if you are so it's just it's not believable. My my not. last my last thought on this for now is why what is the NFL's the NFL is dominant. What is it about the NFL that the second this happens, everybody goes, nah, I can't be a real fan? Is it because she's a chart like if she was a Packer fan or a Cowboy fan, would anybody say that? Is it because she's a Charger fan? People don't buy it? I, I think it's this simple. You and I have been to a ton of football games. Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. We've seen parents, moms, professional wives, girlfriends, owners to GMs to a diehard season ticket holder. I've seen them all. Boosters, people literally cutting the check for the program. I've never seen anyone act like that, ever. It's one thing to cheer. It's one thing to get excited. I I, I have been to 
football games at every level for a long time. I've never seen that. It was, but I it felt you, like it felt like acting watching it, guy. I gotta tell you, if she's not an actress, then I don't think it was at like. I'm looking in her eyes, John. Now I'm kind of flip flopping here. Looking in her eyes, like holy smokes, like that is. I don't know. I just I ain't buying it. Who is rooting for the Chargers? Conspiracy. The, and that's the other angle, right? That they're desperate. They're trying to get something cool. The female thing with Taylor Swift. Monday Night Football Cowboys. Twenty plus million people watching. I'm sure viral moment like you said no one goes their phone she keeps styled in and then the charger ticket representative comes out and says that her and her husband have rented cabanas before a game it's just cabana too much it, it was almost like they had the alibi already written like they knew like they, they could back up her story because they knew it would come honestly maybe they didn't think that it would come but it was so outrageous that everyone questioned that they, they were ready yeah they were ready all right, let's get to some. Uh, oh, here we go, John. Forty nine ways says Jesus Christ. I'm out. Forty nine ways. Uh, leave a message here in twenty minutes when you're still here. I know how this works. I've seen your story before. Uh, all right, you had a thought. We were talking about something, and I'll let you set it up because I, I didn't see. I didn't know if it originated with our boy Kawakami or with Albert Breer. The Niners have several injuries. They're moving towards Monday Night Football. Um, so. Set it up. Break it down. What what's the situation? What's what was the idea? Kawakami had an idea. Well, the the night of the loss, I I don't know if Kawakami wrote a piece or tweeted it out about the Niners' full on hatred and r- reluctance to deal with the astroturf or field turf. And obviously, their most famous player, Nick Bosa, when it comes to turf, got injured at MetLife had done a long talk with Albert Breer, like a Q&A over the summer. And Breer in his MMQB, which used to be Peter King's, he runs. It's it's actually kind of easier to consume now. He like breaks it up into parts. You don't have to read like the 7,000 pages. So you can okay, I was wondering why. Like, I was you can just click on like the 10 things, like boom. Yeah. And uh, wrote that would the 49ers, again, this is several days ago, before we knew severities of injuries, even though beside Trent, none of them really had lower body injuries. Would they sit guys in Minnesota, which I didn't know this, but he wrote this, is the last turf field that is not the higher-end turf field. The other teams changed this offseason. Minnesota is going to change in 2024. Uh, still a little unsure why you couldn't pull that off during a week, but – you know, I, I don't and the know. Replaced I, turf between games <laughs> a few weeks. Yeah, ago. so it's just clearly maybe they're waiting for a sponsorship deal to kick in, save a little money. But I, 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 this to me, from a big picture standpoint, even if you remove the Niners, I think speaks to the power of football. If this was baseball, one hundred percent, the guys would not play. Whoever your question mark with the game, you would sit them for the series. We know for a fact, I don't give a shit how Adam Silver saying he's going to find. If you have any question mark with a player in the NBA, not only does he doesn't play, he doesn't even travel. It's like, I'll just go home, man. We'll see you in a couple of days. <laughs> have a good time. Do meet you in Cincinnati. Yeah, shit. Private jet to Vegas and meet us in, you know, meet us in Utah if you want. If not, we'll see you in Phoenix. <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> the checks are still coming. In football, it just doesn't really roll like that. The other thing is... You just 
Kyle talked about this last year. Maybe to Tim after they like the off season, they they had an interview, and Kyle's like, you know, it's, it's crazy how you think about things in the off season. You know, a play here, a play there that lost us a game during the regular season that could have been a home field advantage, right? And, and one thing yeah. we see right now with the Eagles, who have a pretty crazy schedule coming up, a lot of Cowboys, a lot of Bills, a lot of Chiefs. But then I also Miami think this like, week. The Miami and the Chiefs, they also, when they look at their schedule, that's one of that's their toughest or one of their toughest games, right? Yeah. That's Sunday night it's game just, this week is Miami Philly. That's pretty good. Uh but I just don't think you can afford like teams just NFL teams don't think like that. If a guy is healthy, he's going to play. And in fairness, like the most famous and important player in the NFL in terms of brand name, we could argue both now that Travis Kelsey's Dayton. Uh, Taylor just played at the place, right? Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Now Travis Kelsey got hurt on it, came back, uh, scored a touchdown. But I, I just, I if the guys are healthy, they're gonna play. It's just the way the NFL works, right? This is not the other sports, and you just the game is too important to the overall. Maybe if you're undefeated, you you could wave a white flag on a game. But now the Eagles lost, the Lions aren't losing. All of a sudden, you look up, you know, in a couple weeks, you could be the three seed, right? Yeah, the Browns game, the Eagles lose. You go, all right, takes the sting out. That game can bite you real fast if you lose again or if Christian McCaffrey's not healthy and you lose again or if you hit the bye and you come out of it not healthy or you lose them, whatever the case is. You lose to, hell, you beat Minnesota, but you lose to Cincinnati coming out of the bye. Uh, well, I guess they're coming out of the bye. You lose Cincinnati in two weeks, right? Just like the Browns. The, ba- the, ba- the Bengals are on a bye this week. Yeah, so it's going to be the second out of three teams the Niners have played coming off the bye, right? The Browns and are coming the, and, off the bye. And they're on a short week, right? Because they're playing Monday night on the road in Minnesota. Yeah. So it's... They, that's, a sneaky, a, that's a sneaky big advantage, Cincinnati. It's a, it? it's a big... And remember when we talked at the beginning of the year, like in the offseason when the schedule came out, that was one of the big things for the Niners is they lose a lot of days with opponent bye weeks. Now, the Niners play the Jags off a bye, but the Niners are off a bye. Um, The Niners play Arizona at Arizona. Arizona's off a bye, and that's their other bye game. Um, But uh, they play Seattle. Seattle's going to have an extra three days rest when they play Seattle in early December. So that's part of the schedule, remember. And that's why, you know, you do want to come out of that Minnesota. I'm not, I agree with everything you said. You just the NFL does not manage like that, and you don't have enough bodies to play that way either, right? The step down from okay, we're just going to hold Christian and Debo out. Let's just say if they were cleared to play, it's a big step down, and you might lose the game. And if you lose the game, then it may not matter how healthy they are at a later point in the season. You may be in a bad spot. You may not be at home. Like all these other things come into play. You may be because you lose the game. You may end up on turf in the playoffs. Who knows? So. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't you can't really do it. I pulled up Seattle's schedule because they play the Niners on Thursday night on Thanksgiving, right? And then you know how the NFL always double dips. Then right. they go they their play Thursday the night Thursday. game the following week is yeah. two teams that just play on that Thursday, so they just play a full week. If they play the Cowboys, and then the 49ers play them a short week, but they are coming off a ten game. And the Niners are coming I mean, back from Philly before that schedule second Seattle game. So this is like. It's tough, right? Because you go, yeah, this actually, you do need to manage health. This, it's really going to matter. But 
we've never seen anyone in the NFL manage health in that way, with the exception of he's co- like a player coming off an Achilles. We're not going to play him on the turf. Right. Um, but that's not this. Like, you know, the one you and I were talking about it beforehand, baseball, you would see it. Baseball plays 162 games. Not even a fair comparison. But baseball, you would see sometimes old like Evan Longoria. We're not going to play him in Toronto on the turf. We're going to keep him off his feet or he'll play one game. Josh Donaldson will play one game on the turf and we'll DH him the other two days. You see some of that. Did you know Evan um, Ligori's on the Diamondbacks? I did. Yeah. They, they, I, they put you? up the lineups. Uh, I, no, I mean, I, I saw this thing on television at the beginning of the season. He did like a ride around with one of their like chicks, sideline reporter types. But it wasn't baseball related, and I knew i i wouldn't have I wouldn't have remembered. But he, he was also the together, starting yeah. third baseman when they played the Phillies in the World Series back in the day, in like 08, when he was on Tampa Bay. Yeah, and they beat him. Well, I watched, and this they put up the, the two lineups. You know, it was like Ryan Howard, Utley, yeah. all those guys, and then That's this cool. crew. That's cool. Fox, I ended up on FS1 the other day was playing like. This like the last day of the season, the the crazy last day. It was whatever year, like was it eleven when like the Rays and the Cardinals both won, and the Yankees and the Braves both lost, and it was like this. Remember that anyway? Longoria hit two homers and w- had a walk off win. Uh, yeah, I remember that. The day. Red Sox were involved. The Red oh, it was the crazy Red Sox collapse. That's what it was. Yeah. Anyway. That's when they stopped staggering the games, right? And they just put them all at the same time. Those now. games were, there were like four games going on at the same time that all mattered. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. cool. Um, but anyway, like to your point, football's there. Here's the other thing. Who's to say, you know, if you told me Debo has an injury that is turf sensitive, okay, maybe. Debo's got, you know, he's dealing with plantar fasciitis. Okay, He's got a shoulder that I, I guess if he lands on it again, it'll hurt again. It's not a, it's, it's, and I think we're waiting on the MRI results still here on Tuesday on McCaffrey, but it's an abductor. It's not a groin. There, there, there was news that came out that said he was fine. Yeah, I like know. They're, they're, all, they're I, yeah. all day today. So, you know, if you told me he had a groin, if you told me McCaffrey had a groin he was managing, oh, I, I, I would still be on your side, but like we could have a discussion about turf and a groin. This injury, you know, is it's it's now how about like what do you do with Dre Greenlaw, right? How is he and is his hamstring gonna be a factor playing on turf? I'll tell you a guy that's gotta play this week that I'm on alert for. Who do you think? Elijah Mitchell. Like Elijah Mitchell, I'm on alert for this week. Now he's playing, like you need him. I hope the turf gets him up to speed. Do you but like watch for huh? Like I, you need I, I'm, I'll be I mean, honest. You I'm kind of in ru- theory what Elijah would be if right now he's just rusty and you need to get him up to speed. Like in theory, that guy is a good player, right? I, I'm ready to see some Ty Davis Price. Like he's just been injured so many times, feels like he's going the wrong way. Uh, now you could argue that last week was just you're running into a buzzsaw of a defense that thinks they're like the 2000 Ravens. Uh, they sure acted like it and they played like it. They literally have the best lowest yards per game and lowest yards per attempt and lowest all these stats since like 1971. It's pretty crazy with the purple people eaters. But I I don't know. I mean, I just running backs. Let's churn. You know, no one really at this time last year knew who Mason was by the end of the season. Like, God, Buck Mason's pretty good. 
you watch him now, it's like that guy's yeah. a legitimate rotational running back. He plays faster. He gets more downhill. He does. It, to me, it's a no-brainer if if he if McCaffrey can't go in a game, he would go. I would like to see some Ty Davis Price. I know they were happy with him in the preseason. I, I know coaches like, well, he can't pass block. Well, then don't ask him to. You know, dial up three or four plays. Maybe yeah, but you have to act. I mean, if McCaffrey's healthy, then you then you're basically activating. Yeah, no. If McCaffrey's healthy, then well, I'm saying Keep if he can't go in yeah. one of these games, yeah, then all uh, three of those guys I, are. I, active. I would like to, and you see this at that position a lot in the NFL. Sometimes when those guys get the shot, they just they a get chance because it. it is it, it it's hard in the NFL, unlike the NBA or baseball. Like in baseball, he's like you're just going to get all the starts this this week at left field because a guy's injured, right? In basketball, it's like. This guy's dealing with a little knee. You're in, instead of playing your typical six minutes, you're going to get to play thirty minutes for the next two weeks. And all of a sudden, you're like, "God, this guy's much better." In football, it takes an injury sometimes before the guy's just sitting on the sideline next to the coach because it's hard to impress. Coaches love saying like what we saw in practice. I I think that's a lot of hype. <laughs> like they go in with their mindset. I'm not saying that you can't impress in practice, like with the game plan and stuff. But he's in a spot right now. It, it's very hard for him. To improve, you know, to to show that he's ready until an injury and he gets a spot because they drafted him a couple years ago high to play, and he just doesn't get to play. Now, part of it is you get an undrafted free agent like Mason who's fucking good. It's part of football, but I would like to see this guy just get some run. And maybe he's not good enough. You know, what's his name from Oklahoma and Ohio State wasn't good enough. They, he goes to Trace the Eagles, not good enough there either. So that's football. It's it's hard. Uh, the the margin for being good and average at running back is very slim. Like it's why is Mason better than half the running backs in the NFL that can't really play? Just it's just a half step. It's just a it's a courage he has. I don't know. It's a feel but, he's got. Yeah, yeah. I, I watch Mason in the SEC trucking guys. I just or not. I mean, Ty Davis Price. And this is always the push pull with coaches and in, in front offices. So can we see this guy? Right. And I get it. if McCaffrey's healthy, of course you just give him seven million carries a game but but you know we have the McCaffrey experience has been we've gotten a little everything in the in the year that he's been a niner and part of the experience is there are, there have been multiple games where it's like he's hurt he tries to go this is like Christian tries to play right like all these guys do I mean Ayuk did it Trent just straight up does it all around the league all around the league I mean it's, it's the it's the NFL um and then he and then he tries, and then it's usually when he tries and he can't do it. He gives you like a the run he had the other day was a good run when he came back in, and there was a there was a penalty. I think Trent Williams. It was kind of a sketchy holding call, and then that was it for Christian. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free, and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer. When you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping, butcherbox is offering you 
free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I, I would say this. Just watching a lot of football this year. I guess I watch a lot of football always. He runs a physical style like you watch the saints like Alvin Kamara is kind of juking around getting out of bounds. You watch a lot of these players. They kind of pick their spots. They are treating him and he treats himself like it's 1993. Like he does run with an old school. I have a newfound respect for him. I knew clearly I was wrong on my evaluation of him coming out of college, but by the time he became a star in the NFL in Carolina, it was clear he's a really good player. But until you really watch a guy, I think I was watching every Christian McCaffrey snap in Carolina. I, he is the physicality to his game, and it's just, yeah. I, I just his runs out of bounds. Nothing ends soft, right? No. So it's just, is it? He's, you know, historically he's been injury prone. But are the couple instances you talking about? Is that the old Christian coming in? Just that he's he can get injured just like, I mean, any player, or is it just his style is more conducive to just getting banged up? I mean, every game he's got blood all over the place. You watch a lot of NFL football. You don't see that many players with blood everywhere. He's got blood everywhere. Every week, <laughs> every week. Can we it close looks like up some of those, like, uh, you know, those eighties highlight videos with John Facenda and talking about Al Davis, the guys who's had blood everywhere. You don't see that anymore. Everyone's and, and, just like and, too clean. And every week they're like, um, well, let's see. Maybe this is the week that these little sticky papers will keep Christian's elbows clean. <laughs> it's like, no, not the week. Bleeding, no. bleeding all over the place. Uh, I asked Jeff. I texted Jeff Schwartz last week. I'm like, hey, just because he lives in North Carolina and you know lives in Charlotte. Uh, I'm like, was Christian this good in Carolina? And he said, no. So I mean, I think part of it is like we just. I know we had a one k one k season. But the physicality, none of his runs just like end with him and both guys kind of jogging out of bounds. They end with him barreling into the bench, you know, 
and well, he's yeah, physically I, right, physically in his prime, right, in terms of muscle mass and everything. He, yeah, because he's not thirty four; he's younger than you realize. He's twenty seven years old in terms of the training regimen, having been injured, kind of knows just how to train. Clearly, takes lifting very seriously. To me, he feels physically like the complete package in his body. Right, like what Curry became over the last four yes. or five years, like understanding what Clay became in his prime. I know it's a different sport, but I, I think you see guys that just kind of learn exactly. When I was searching for the McAfee interview with the fake fan, I, I found the Crosby interview, and one thing he they were asking, like, "Are you in the? Are you in better shape than you ever have been?" He's like, "By far." He's like, "By lean muscle mass." You just learn how to train. He's like, "You kind of master what you can eat, the foods." You know, you as you get older, you realize, oh, that's the reason my stomach is fucked up eating that. You just mm-hmm. and as an athlete, you're constantly thinking like this. All these guys now have money to find out. He's, I mean, a really, really serious cat, right? I mean, Maria loves the little uh, her his girlfriend or fiance's family. They have you know reality show, and she, they went to the Drake concert during the uh, Super Bowl, and McCaffrey and and Olivia spotted Braxton Berrios, who's in the NFL right now. I think he's on the Dolphins. Broke up dating, with. Yeah, the sister, and with some other kind of skanky hoe. Yeah. Yeah, and they told her, the sister, the next day, she's devastated. They oh. go home after the Super Bowl. They're all together, and I guess in a serious face, like, it's like, what should I do? And Christian's like, just go get a good workout and a swim. He's dead serious, but I mean, but the point point is like he is, he's, you know, I, I think his, he's everything. I, the more and more it's crazy when you watch a guy more closely, like you find a newfound respect. I was texting you. I don't think I didn't respect Trent Williams, but I guess I definitely had a different view of him. He's fucking hurt limping around. It's happened multiple times in his Niners career. He has to be really injured to not end up back in that game. Right. I mean, he comes back. This guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Everyone acknowledges, like, best player in the league, pound for pound. No one fucks with him. Like, he doesn't. This guy, it, football means a lot to him. To me, and the 49ers are full of those guys, like watching Crosby. To me, I bet the Niners would fucking love Max Crosby. I, I understand why Gruden and Mayock loved him. Just all football, all the time. It means everything. It's all they think about. Like, how can I get better? And Christian is that with, like, a Stanford mind. You know, with yep. all this, you know, unique talent too. Yep. Right. He, he's just, he's, he's kind of he his talent. Is, he's, if you were putting Marshall Falk, like, LT, I think he's player. one of the more well rounded running backs of all time. Yeah. I just, I think if you were, I don't know that anybody's the perfect football player, but if you're putting together the perfect, he, football he, player, he, he's not, he's not in the sense of like this version. Like I just compared him to LT and Marshall Falk, who are just complete players, right? They were dominant running backs, could also catch. When you close your eyes and you think definitely Marshall, but even LT, who's probably in the middle, they weren't trying to run people over. You know, part oh, of like, which I yeah. respect. I, I respect the shit out of it. Christian always goes forward and he's like, the Browns, bring it on. I want to run you over. It is hard to play like that. Part of the reason Frank Gore played for 27 years, when did he take big shots? Like that's part of the game. And I, I was listening to Gronk with with Rosillo, and even, you know, part of it, the way his game was a little like Kittle's. Like part of the reason Travis Kelsey, you're going to look up, he's going to play till 36, 37 years old is because of his style. Is it, yeah. Is Gronk couldn't really do that, 
right? And Kittle, is Kittle going to be playing at 35 years old? It, it's very hard to play that style, no matter how much totally respected. And th- this is how you play. I, I don't think it's not like a car or a golf cart where you just take off the governor. It's kind of who you are. Like Christian ain't just going to start going out of bounds. But it, is it sustainable for at 27? Like, is he playing at this level for five more years? Taking this pounding. No, I don't. Hard. You know, and the thing that, in a weird way, the thing that might extend Kittle's career, and maybe Kittle would, if he was here, would say, guys, you don't understand how physical blocking is. But in a weird way, what might extend his career is he doesn't get as many touches, right? It, like George, the collisions and the fight that he has for every yard when he has the football is reduced when he gets four touches instead of nine. Whereas Christian, there's no world where Christian plays in the game and doesn't get 18 to 25 touches, right? Well, one thing Gronk said is the latter half of his career and definitely Tampa when he went with Tom, he's like, I didn't take less pride in my blocking, but I didn't try to ruin every guy's career because the pounding you take at the line of scrimmage, it was more positional blocking. Like I made sure to get in front of him. I wanted to block, but before I wanted to drive him like I was an offensive lineman and Kittle plays like that too. But that's an added pounding that, you know, we never talk about with tight ends. Because most of them don't block the good ones. Yeah. Kittle yeah. does, Gronk does, and most guys, most running backs may run a guy over occasionally. You watch Derrick Henry. Like Derrick Henry isn't like he's actually kind of runs angles to the sides and stuff and uses hands. He's not taking these crazy collisions. Christian, I think, at least in 2023, feels like he takes more consistent collisions than any guy that gets consistent carries in the NFL. <clears throat> I think it's Every and, and seeks it and seeks it play. It's, it's like he's trying to prove his man. No, the yeah, there's no plays off. Uh, which, which here's a question. Kyle loves. Yeah, I mean, you love it when it's when it's on. It's like there's nothing better. Uh, Glass City for ten bucks. John Super Chat says, John, what's your opinion on head hunting? You have XP behind the scenes working in the league. You have been behind the scenes working in the league. Uh, is it part experience. of the game plan? Oh, experience. Is it part of the game plan to sideline players like McCaffrey if you know he's so important to the offense? I would imagine the verbiage has changed dramatically over the last decade. <laughs> I can't even imagine if some audio could come out of like 1997 Bears Packers, both defensive coordinators during the week were mic'd up. Some of the things being said. part of a game plan is to remove a player, right? We need to take this guy out. Not, I'm not saying like out take of the game. Away. We, we need to slow down Christian yeah. McCaffrey. We need to slow down Justin Jefferson. Well, how do you slow down a player? Typically, right? You get physical with the player. So how do I, as a coach, verbalize that? Now there are different coaches, but look at a lot of the defensive coaches, the Fangios, you see, what's his name? Wink, sitting next to how do you think they communicate? A lot of anger, a lot of F-bombs, a lot of – and defensive players, I think, are used to kind of hearing that, knowing they, – they always say when they're on an interview or talking ball, no one's trying to hurt anybody. We're all in this together. But it is my job to tackle you, inflict pain on you, to physically dominate you. This is a sport of intimidation and physicality. Why did the Browns win that game? Because they were the more physical dominating team, right? And that uh, I would imagine they're yeah. Or at minimum, they matched the at minimum they matched 
a physicality that most teams can't match, right? They went toe to toe with the Niners. And for a lot of it, I felt like they were playing more physical, right? Like their physicality yeah. impacted the Niners more than because the Niners had their starting yeah, well, quarterback. You, well, you said on Sunday too, like Dre Greenlaw not being there, you felt it. That was a Dre. So I, I think, yeah, and, and that's Dre's a guy. How do you think Dre talks to his teammates about what he's about to do? Like, I think I'm going to go uh, shoestring tackle this guy, and uh, we'll just we'll just we'll just get uh, Alexander Madison on the ground, Fred, and you come back and you corral him. Right? So it's just. This is not college softball here. It's it, it's an uncomfortable world. Pitch inside that rise that rise ball, John. Ooh. It's the same. It's no different than talking about chin music, right? It's the same thing. It's an it's an uncomfortable world. Yeah. Well, it's part of like why does the Niners? Why? Does but the Niners I, I, I don't think they say anymore. Like take the guy's head off. Because or, excuse me, you would never. I mean, you might actually might say take the guy's head off, like hit him hard. You wouldn't say like take out the guy's knee. I don't think they talk like right. that. Which I'm sure you're not getting instructions on how to injure. Yeah, and a huge reason for that was once that audio came out. I mean, it could have it, Sean Payton got spent for a year, and I I think what they Greg would say, too, right? Greg Williams, did he get Greg gets spent for a year too. I Maybe he did. he did. Yeah, they had a lot of people suspended. Wait, which and don't you? That was was that separate from the pill suspension for Sean Payton? I mean, yeah, I don't think. He, yeah, he I don't think suspended? he got suspended for the pills. I, I oh. think he got fined. The kill the head, the body will die. Don't you imagine that those two guys were saying this is how people talk in the league? Yeah, I remember a I, lot I, of NFL people saying at the time, like, guys, this is every locker room. So I, I think it's just an uncomfortable conversation on that side of the ball. Where an offense is like. Well, how do we get this guy behind cover two? Get this guy open? You know, Kyle and Andy and McVeigh, the way they discuss their side of the ball is verbally so much different, right? The whole point is, hey, we're gonna we're gonna leak you out here. We're gonna layer this throw. Brock, you gotta look this guy off or defense and Kasarik and Wilkes. It's all about hitting people on the ground hard. It, it's why a lot of times they're you know, you talk to these coaches in meetings. Once you get to know them, there can be animosity on a staff between the two sides. Because one thing, and if you don't know this, it might not stick out to you, but it always does to me. When a coach says, we, I heard Lincoln do it the other day. We did this. It's not their fault. He's talking about the offense. <laughs> we, right? Defense, they, they, they don't even, they don't even realize they're doing it. I don't think at a certain point. But they say we, and they're not talking about the team. It's why you see so many players talk about like, I knew that I, I knew he liked all his offensive guys more than us, right? Because you feel the it's like having a parent knowing that they like a kid more than you. The, the players aren't dumb; they know who the court. You know, if your head coach is calling the offensive plays, like where he leans. It's why what makes great head coaches, Andy Reid, addicted to offense. Defensive guys love him. Because he val- he doesn't talk like that really. I mean, he pro- he might slip up or Kyle, right, the defensive right. guys knows he values, cares, and invests. And I, I think some coaches, I think in theory they want to do it, but I, I saw it with Lincoln. And I, I was like, Pat Hill used to do it. They, they can't help it. They can't help it. They don't. Even, I honestly don't even think they know they're doing it sometimes. But Pat Hill, who uh, was honored this last Saturday or is about to be honored this Saturday, I don't remember which. Bulldog State. They did they just have a home game? They won, I think. 
They lost to Wyoming. Yeah, they came back and won since then. Um, like, it's if you play defense for Kyle Shanahan, you see what he values in his offense, which is running the ball in physicality. So you know he also values what we what you do on defense because he values it on offense, right? Like, I, I think part of it is just that simple. Like, if your coach values – if your offensive play caller, who's your head coach, values running the football, then he values the most inherent thing that you do on defense, which is just this, punch each other. And I think Kyle Style says he values it because part of his game is like, this is a four-quarter game, and we're trying to wear you down. And that's what good defenses are doing too. They're trying to punch you in the mouth until you don't want to step up. Don't, you know, like what did make them feel you? That's always a defensive thing. Like make them feel you. That means make them in the fourth quarter think maybe I don't want to go over the middle. That's what that means, right? It's just a nice well, way of saying who, it. Who typically goes viral on pregame talks? And NFL pregame talks rarely get that you get insight. It happens in college. It's all the defensive coaches. That's it was right. Dan yeah. Lanning. Kirby has some legendary ones. Ed Ogeron, Saban, where you're just like, kind of got chill. Like, these guys, this guy is a fucking nut. All defensive guys. If Did you see Matt Rules off- the other day? Did you see Matt Rules? Pretty good. It was good. It was good. And he he's technically an offensive guy, but he feels like a hybrid, yes. kind yeah. of an independent. You know, he to me, he if he if he does hit, feels like a John Harbaugh, kind of the CEO leader, you know. And it was good. You know, Harbaugh with the swords. It's why a lot of those guys, r- why do running backs like playing for a lot of the tough guy coaches? Cause they know they're going to get the rock, right? Yeah. <laughs> like if you play for the Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, you know, you're going to be valued. Why? Well, we're gonna I'll tell you like tough, even, even more specifically, Sean McVay you- is in theory, a Shanahan guy, but he's really more of this past centric guy. Never gets along with running backs. I would tell you the specific thing is, what do players love, John? Players love that if a play fails, their coach is willing to go back to them. And Kyle Shanahan, just like Pat Hill, we picked up a yard. We got stuff. So fucking what? We're going to run it again. We got stuffed again. So what? We're going to run it again. Running backs. There's nothing a guy hates more. What game was I watching? Oh, it was the Michigan game. Michigan, Blake Corum has like 13 touchdowns or 11 touchdowns. I don't know if you early in the game, it's like 7-7. They drive down. The backup running back drive down. Backup running back, like they're like at the ten. He makes a makes a play, gets down to like the three, gets stopped. They they're on the running back, and he's like waving at the sideline. No, like no, leave me on the field. Leave me. Let on me the finish field. the drive. Let me finish the drive. And even the announcers, it was good. Like they they like oh no, the kid had no touchdowns. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. But like here comes Blake Corum, fucking fresh with eleven touchdowns. What happens? First and goal at the one. Give it to touchdown. him. Steps in untouched. They cut to the sideline. Everyone's cheering. The kid is like not cheering, but like not, tre- you know, he knows like I can't be a bum about this, but he, he just give the guy. Hey kid, hey kid, part of our NIL deal to get him back. A lot yeah. of incentive. You know, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts here, buddy. <laughs> it's just, it was, it was one of those like, oh, and he knew it. He knew it. You know, that's that where Shanahan gives the ball to juice. He makes sure juice gets his touch now. Yeah. Can't have juice but go in the tank, John. It's a lot of the center stuff, right? You can't just expect me to set screens and rebound 24-7. Like, occasionally, let me just have a hook shot. Let me cook. Well, what does Throw every me a guy lob. say, right? Every analyst is like, the big man gets a block. Reward him if he runs the floor, right? It's always, <laughs> reward your big man. He's running the floor. Yeah. 
it's yeah. Uh, one other question here to get to. <clears throat> question from all of this is Moody's swing inconsistent. I he doesn't have a draw or fade or can't control either. My favorite part, not my favorite part, but I love. There's like only one Jay Feely, and you need these guys. It'll be like get a look at, it and the analyst will be like, I don't know, looks like a good, looks like a good kick to me. Like we don't know, none of us know. No, yeah. Um, although you know, watching him again, he does take a very for a 41 yard kick, maybe because his leg is strong. He takes a very like slow, deliberate approach to the ball. Like he's, I don't know whose who's swing that would be, but Moody's golf swing, you know, it's very. It looks easy. He makes it looks very easy. Morikawa, um, really slow. Is more yeah. Is Morikawa slow on the down? So even like the downswing feels slow for Moody. Like uh, well, Morikawa doesn't hit a lot. Yeah, like Ernie Els, you know, nice yeah, big easy. Big easy. That's, that's Moody. Big easy. That's uh, he's the big easy. The problem is Ernie Els was winning majors and fucking hit it down the fairway. It feels yeah. like Moody's all over the yard here. Yeah. I, he's got a. I think what would be key in a game. Let's say you win it thirty to ten. Just give them three or four field goals. I think ideally, you know how you like to get reps in game situations. If you get to a position where you're going to win a game and you feel in control, just to get him some looks, like oh, you could get it's fourth and two, or you can kick a fifty yard field goal, and it's fourteen to three against the Vikings. Let's just kick a field goal. Let's yeah. get him a look. Remember Shanahan did that in the preseason game. It was like, why didn't you give Trey the opportunity on fourth down? I was like, well, because. Giving Moody the kick was more important. Yeah, which not really coming to fruition right now. Uh, well, it was act. I mean, it was true that that was more important. But I, I do think the hard part about the kicker thing, to me, if you're a receiver and you have a drop, or you're a running back and you have a fumble, or you're a Kwaski Tart and drop a pick, I mean, those suck. But there is a randomness to it all, right? Yeah. With kicking, it it just it doesn't feel as just completely random when you start missing kicks. It feels like you're going to keep missing kicks. It's like a it's like a it's like a reliever who gives up bombs. You're like I I would not let this guy throw another pitch, and it he feels he's much closer to that. It, it, it couldn't have gone much worse that we're in October seventeenth and there's already major question mark with the kicker. Yeah, return because it's inevitable that they're going to play in a couple more close games. It's inevitable that one of their regular or postseason games, which could happen immediately, if you're just the two seed, the first playoff game, all of a sudden it's 17 17 in the third quarter, right? And you're in field goal range. It's fourth well, and six. You got to kick a field goal. It's like 17 17. You're playing Seattle in the first round or the Rams or whoever. And you're a little off for whatever reason. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you can't go for it. You have to kick a field goal here. Or maybe it's 17 14 and you're down three. Is he going to make the field goal, or is he going to? Is it going to be third quarter, five minutes left, and the fucking guy hits the goalpost? Well, I I know this. Like for the rest of the year, for the 49ers, you are forecast watching. If it looks rainy, it's immediately how's Moody, and can Brock throw the football right? Like it's just going to be immediate, and we'll see. This week, you're in a dome. Maybe it's like I. I don't know. I, I haven't really got a sense from him. Like, is this outdoor related? Is it just well, he, what didn't win the Raider preseason game? He missed it by 700 yards. Yeah, place. no, I know that was, that was a yank. That was bad. That was bad. But, um, you know, the problem, what you were describing is like, you can't just try harder. Like if you're a receiver, you can just, let me throw some blocks and fuck, do some other shit. You don't, you can't try harder. If you're the kicker, you try less hard. 
less harder. But the, the the other thing with this is, you know, if you're Aaron Banks and you're struggling with a certain, you know, playing a certain move, the offensive line coach could help you cheat a step or hand position. Or if you're a safety and, you know, you're late, they, they can just help you with some position. This feels like a baseball swing that has a huge hole or a golf swing where a guy's just hitting a bunch of fades. It is so technical. And then you factor in the mental as well. That like, is there a coach on staff that can really like Kyle Shanahan can't help him with his kicking motion, right? If something is legitimately off, like again, I have all no right. Clue you, about that's a good point. Like, is a special teams coach actually a mechanical kicker? No, coach. typically yeah. No. no. Yeah. So you no, fly it's in like, an Aussie. yeah, you got to fly in someone that knows the mechanics of kicking. It is so just out of the realm of the people you're paying millions of dollars to coach the team. They can't really help. And you're kind of, what do you rely on? Like, can Mitch, can you look at him? <laughs> like, what do you, what Hey, do Robbie, you Robbie's like, I knew you'd call. Like, well, actually, <laughs> if we could just send you a couple of videos, could you FaceTime with our guy? Yeah. Can we pay you like 50 K to come out here? We'll get you. You play pebble. We we'll get you a tea time. Just, can you come out here? Uh, Consultant. Help yeah. That's ideally you would have something like that. Say what you want. Like Steve Young can just sit down with Brock Purdy and just talk some things that he can use, right? Some mental stuff. Hey, you know, in that position where you struggle to hear, like do this, it'll help you. This is what I used to do, and he could take notes. Who the fuck can talk to this? He's kid? alone. Kickers are he, alone. He on an island, and the coach is looking at you. And dude. the snapper's like, I mean, we hang out, but I got nothing for you. Right? Maybe Wisnowski can add, you know, some ideas. I think that would be the only guy who probably could like have some nerdy kicking talk. Maybe. Well, it's again, it's a maybe, but it's still the only guy who can talk. They like do two very different things, ball. right? I know, but he's but he's kicked as well, right? Over the years, like maybe he'd be like, Not "Hey, my great, special teams but... coach at Utah or in Australia, we used to talk about this." The rugby guy. Hey, I know the guy. The All Blacks. We'll get him on the phone for you. Yeah, yeah, I know a guy. I don't know because Kyle knows nobody. And the right. second you bring in, like, if you're bringing in like the kicking expert, like you got to, you can't do that in front of everybody. Everybody else can't see that, right? It's, I do believe it's a slippery slope, and they're on it right now. It's, it could unravel quick. He's got honestly, guy, you could, you, you could win this game, twenty-eight to seventeen, and if he missed two kicks, it's even worse than last week, right? Do you agree yeah. with that? I do. If they win this game 28-17 and he has two field goals of 40-plus and he misses them both separate ways, it is a worse scenario a week later because you're adding on to what just happened. Like It has gotten worse even though you've won. You asked after the game Sunday night if he has two more game-winning kick situations, is that it? And he misses. And um, I said yes. But listening to you talk here, it's really not about game-winning kick situations. Like if he has, let's say what you just described happens, misses two kicks against Minnesota. One more game like that, and I think you're getting a different kicker. Right? Like if we're sitting here, today is Tuesday. So like last night, right, a week from tomorrow, they win 24 to 16, but he missed two kicks. You're not you're not trying out kickers that week, are you? Or are you? You know the problem. You know the main problem. <laughs> is I don't think they would bring in some random kicker. I don't believe that. I don't think Kyle would trust some guy with this team, some outsider. So to me, there are two options. 
one, I, I don't know. I haven't followed Gonzalez. Gonzalez got hurt. Yeah, so he's injured. I think I he had a bad was. injury. And to me, here's the issue with Robbie, because I think that's where they would lean. Robbie would know they have 42 million in cap space. <laughs> and are and he would and he would just say something absurd. Like it, it would piss them. It would be there would be animosity. And in fairness to Robbie, I wouldn't blame him. You agree? Like if I was him, I'd be like, fuck, you got seven million dollars. Yeah, I mean, Robbie, we have like seven the- games left, a million a game. It doesn't quite feel like Robbie's fire is burning, right? No. <laughs> At least not his football fire. I just having a kicker issue. We've seen it. It's Vinatieri have anything left? He's already in the Hall of Fame, huh? You just go in. Feely. Vinatieri toward the end got bad. Feely's probably too old. Uh, Guskowski. The other Feely. He got Al- bad. Alejandro Mata. Mayor, he was falling apart last year. I feel the thing with kickers, once you prove you're decent, you just you just watching the games like Greg Zerline. It's like, God, Greg Zerline has been around for a while. You know, there are the upper echelon guys that are just going to be with their spot for a decade plus. But, and then there's the guy who has like an incredible couple years, but then falls on hard times, but is still relatively viewed around the league as better than anything I'm going to find. So I'm going to sign that guy. And then if he makes some kicks, he's just going to be on my team for like four or five years. Like Zer- you're going to look up. Zerline's going to play in the league for 14 seasons. On how many teams? How many? Two or three? I'd go Rams. Yeah, this is third. Jets. What was this? What was the other one? Cowboys. He said pretty cool football teams. Rams, Cowboys, Jets. Yeah. And th- th- this is the thing with taking a guy in the third round. If if Jake Moody ends up having Greg Zerline's career, it's great for him. You play a decade, multiple teams. People will meet him. Hey, I was drafted in the third round. I played a decade in the NFL. If that's the case for the 49ers, it's a disaster. And that is the pushback. Again, I will defend it till the cows come home. If he's your favorite kicker, who cares? You had a million of these comp picks anyway. You got Cameron Latu, who you drafted after him. It was nowhere to be seen. It hurt. Yeah, but the likelihood that this guy is going to be what you're hoping he's going to be, which, let's face it, is six, seven guys. Obviously, just I throw Justin Tucker out. Just the other four guys, the Butkers, the Carlsons, where you just signed to a second contract, is on your team for a while, you don't even think of, is very, very unlikely. Well, the question is, is he less likely to succeed because he's a third-round pick, right? That's what you start wondering with these kickers is like, is drafting them a death sentence in the top five rounds? Is that just – it's just – there's no way. There's too much pressure. And there's too few opportunities. Was there more pressure on a kicker or a punter, would you say? Kicker? Kicker. Easier to be a punter. Only one kicker has ever been, like, blamed for losing the game. Matt Dodge. (laughs) Yeah, like, as long as you're just fine. You kicked to Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. And Coughlin strangled him coming off the field. (laughs) Who I think was a drafted player as well. I think he was, like, six-round pick. Really? I'm pretty sure. I think he was a rookie that year. If memory serves me correct. There's definitely more pressure. Seventh on rounder out of East Carolina. Okay, so not. I would say you're still a drafted in player as a punter, which was also his only year punting in the NFL. <laughs> Did not go well. Yeah. Less likely to probably have true, true head cases. Bodybuilder, wealth management consultant, author. 
Dodge? Currently. Sounds like life's going pretty well for him. You could just see, though, it can just unravel a kicker. And I, I'm not saying it's the unravel spot yet, but you can see how it can He's get He's hard there. to read. Moody? Yeah, like you want – it's hard. It doesn't exude self-confidence. But is that a bad – I mean, do you want – No, he might just be a, a kicker after that spot talking a bunch of shit. Like, I'll be no, fine. Don't fucking I, worry about I'm, me. I told Kyle, keep coming back to me this leg – this right leg is yes. going to make a lot of people in here a lot of money. It's, you wouldn't want God, that. It's, it's a total projection, right? If he's nailing kicks, you're like, look at this guy, man. Face doesn't change. Doesn't give a bleep. Ice yeah, in his veins. You want coming off the field, some of this? Which I'm pretty sure if you rewatch the All-22, the end zone view where, where the, the kick was coming to that, you know, so that view, which is not the TV copy, I think Tabor Pepper, the snapper, came out of the pile slapping his forearm like ice in the veins and then the kick missed i think hard to tell exactly what happened that's what it looked like to me i do my i like to watch my uh, kicks on the l22 i think he came out tapping the veins though could be wrong (laughs) tough camera not clear but i mean i I don't i don't know if i love my long snapper who has got to be feeling himself because he's been the 49ers now for for a little while you're going to look up Tabor Pepper is going to play in the league for 10 years. I mean, the last night, Brian, Je- was it Brian Jennings? 14 years or something until he got yeah. too expensive? It doesn't feel like Brian Jennings was doing ice in the veins, though. Never heard from, didn't know much about him, just snapped. I might have been mm-hmm. wrong, Tabor. I might have been wrong about <laughs> Tabor, but that's that's what it felt like. By the way, um, I got a I got a, <clears throat> a message from a, a, a listener, John, who um, knows the NFL scheduling. He told me, he goes, bad news, found out today Bears-Chargers isn't getting flexed off Sunday Night Football in two weeks. So there's a, you heard it here first. Bears-Chargers not getting flexed out of Sunday Night Football week eight per source. Probably the NFL is just rolling right now in terms of ratings are high. You're like, ah, do we really just see if we can get by with one? Feels like they're doing that. And it's Bears, big brand. Didn't Justin Fields break his hand or something? Yeah, that the name of that quarterback. Uh, I saw someone tweet from it. that was like, I, I follow this stuff literally for a living. I feel pretty confident about my, I've never heard of this player from Shepherd College. I think. Oh, yeah. Backup. Same college as Joey Fisher. I saw him running around. I had the game, you know, on one of those quattro boxes. And I, I was just, he doesn't, he didn't. I was like, who? It doesn't remind me of, you know, a, a Kyle Allen or, you know, a. Trace McSorley, who I it's think what happens decide, in the preseason, really. He was just. Is that just a wave the white flag? How is that what, your guy? Even, is what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, couldn't you have just signed Kyle Allen? I don't know, one of these Allen brothers or somebody? Uh, Badgett. Badgett. Is it Taylor or Tyler? T. Badgett. What if he's not terrible? 10 of 14, a pick. Niners play the Bengals that week. I probably are the Niners. What's our, what's the, uh, we still got a max uh, primetime game situation. I also think the other networks, whoever has that game, wouldn't want to give it up, right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm just looking at week eight here. That game is probably Jim Nance and Romo. It's CBS. Wouldn't you guess? Yep. CBS Definitely. 125 afternoon. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Broncos, w- Chiefs, no. Wouldn't you imagine if CBS could hold a game, if they get the rights to a 49er game, which they don't typically, they would yep. want to keep that thing? Yep. Like, to me, I that you could always tell they had a little more juice when, like, Nance and Romo would be calling, like, I guess it w- it was more Phil Sims. It'd be like Tony Romo and the Cowboys against like Peyton Manning and the Broncos when they would get that right or or Aaron Rodgers against you know Tom Brady Packers Patriots and they got to call it in Green Bay. It's a big deal for CBS getting that brand that home game. I think. Yep. Yeah, none of those other kind of CBS games. Chiefs Broncos would be this would be a CBS game, <clears throat> but they're not going to call that. Broncos are they 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 did just call Raiders Patriots. Yeah. I mean the Patriots are a three win team. I think I think Bengals Niners would outrate Chiefs Broncos. Do you think? Maybe not. I mean it's just like Mahomes, Russell Wilson, here you go, everybody. Would you see the Jets Eagles second highest rated game of the year? Twenty six million people. I mean, that was the national game yeah right? it's just if you just put a good game in that slot oh, no it with wasn't two big brands no it was it oh, was yeah. fox yeah 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 uh no, it was well, Burkhart and they did the morning they did the niner game which was in the morning yeah it was sanchez and coogler coogler yeah sanchez a trip <laughs> uh big games this week john we can talk about them on thursday but Ra- i got raiders at bears Circled with a big red sharpie. I'm looking forward to that game. Taylor Badgett. Well, Jimmy, I mean, against Brian Hoyer. Yep. Big game. I'll give Raiders. you a game. I, I'll three give you a game. I got circled, which Lions Ravens is only in about 48 hours. You just got to fly a little under the radar where people have kind of talked shit. And he's made some comments the last couple of days. Is Derek. What does he say? Do you know? Well, just that. Because he threw for a bunch of yards, and he's like, I was livid coming off the field. It's not about yards. I trade them all for wins. And a lot of people go, yeah, Derek, we think that you like padding your stats. R- regardless, my point is, he's just he has not been good. And he got a ton of money. I mean, a ton of money for a guy coming off a really, really ugly season. I mean, he's already made over $100 million. They put $70 million in his pocket. And they did it because they thought, with this guy – in our division, we're a lock playoff team. Do you know they play on Thursday night football against the Jags? Mm. So yeah. I think this is going to be the first time for 13 plus million eyeballs on Derek. Yeah. Trevor's not help. Uh, Trevor's got like he, a No, knee. he practiced today. I he did. Him. Okay. Uh, how's their defense been? I've not, I, I will tell you, Jags have not been on my watch list. I haven't watched the Jags either. I've watched a lot of Saints. The Saints defense is good. Yeah. The Saints, Olave, Kamara look good. Like the Saints' problem right now is Derek feels off. Like there's just no cohesion. You know he threw for 350 yards in that game against Amico that he lost. Well, I only know because I looked at. We were talking about it on Sunday, and he had a significantly more yards than Stroud, which happens. I bet he had one of the highest yardages of the week because a lot of offenses were down. I can't imagine many quarterbacks threw for over 350 yards last week. I don't know how many Tua threw for, maybe him, but it couldn't have been many. Because the uh, scoring was down last week, the red zone was down. Three hundred fifty yeah, yards is a lot of yards in a game in general. But guy, three hundred fifty yards—they scored thirteen points. I'm just I telling threw, you, two or three for two sixty. For the first time this year, 
a lot of people are going to have opinions on Derek. I think people have been flying in and out. Maybe you've seen him. Not every he just hasn't played yet in a game where yeah Saints don't just night, get guaranteed some like early national TV games like the Raiders used to, right? Just every year be like Raiders. You'd get the Raiders like twice early in the year. He's got for a guy that's became one of the more polarizing players in the league. He's really flown under the radar for a guy given a lot of money and who's not produced like Dak and Cousins would not be able to if they changed teams to be able to do the same thing. He has just not been a point. People just haven't talked about him. They're not even the most – let's face it. I mean, part of it is the branding of the NFC South. Their college teams are more famous. But if I put you on Monday night, Sunday night, or Thursday night, more people got opinions and more people get to see. My point is, big week for Derek. Has he missed games? He missed one with the shoulder. I was like, he's got five touchdowns. Remember, he got slammed in the Packer game, sprained his shoulder. And then he missed the next week. James played, or no, I think he played the next week. Remember, and had the game where he threw for like three yards of an attempt. I do remember. People like, seeing, why is he playing? Yeah, I do remember seeing Jameis. Jameis came in the Packer game, but then Derek's come back. How likely is it that Niners Jags November 11th gets flexed? I got tickets to the game and got to plan my trip to Atlanta to Jacksonville accordingly. From Atlanta to Jacksonville accordingly. I, I uh, I'm the wrong guy with flex. I never have a good feel for that. Because it can be a little random. The other thing you have to take into account is Fox and CBS get to hold, right? Um, like you can't steal all their games. Well, correct? right, but but that game is. Oh, you're saying get flexed into Sunday night? Gotcha. Good question. I'm saying to flex a game to Sunday night right. <clears throat> means typically you're going to take like Chiefs Bills. Well, if I'm CBS, I don't have. I don't. There are certain rules. I don't have to just give you that game. Correct. I think something. Yeah, it's. I don't know how that. I've. I've never quite understood how that works. But you're right. It's that's, not as that, simple. That's, as you don't just get to take it. Yeah, it's that's, not as simple as but, just find the best game on the schedule and just put that in Sunday night. That's just not how it works. Right. Right. Do 10 a.m. games, 10 a.m. Pacific game. Um, it's a. It's a one o'clock Jacksonville game. Do those games typically get flexed? West Coast team Again, playing. Uh, a, yeah. Um, I, nothing I feel less confident is the flexing rules. Where are we at on maximum number of primetime games? Is that still a thing? Feels like yeah, it gets thrown out the window. Niners have five. I thought, is the max six or is it five? I think the Broncos have, and Giants have a lot too. <laughs> yeah, although I feel like I might have missed one of the Niners. Niners got the Christmas game, the Thursday game. They, they play on Monday Night Football. They already played Sunday Night Football. That's four. Here's the other thing. Niners-Jags is Jets at Raiders, which they may not flex. Well, they got at the Jets right now. Tonight. The Jets right now are raiding. Right. So, you know, and we always Jets talk about it. It's like it's going to be a good TV product that night. Like if you find a Sunday night game – Let's say the commanders are under 500. You're like, Cowboys, commanders. Could they flex that? No. The answer is no. They don't. If it's just one of the brands that you feel can carry a number, you'll keep it, right? Like the Cowboys, if they're playing a shittier opponent, they will just ride with the Cowboys. Right. As they should. I I say this about the Chargers, whose brand is bizarre. No local fan base in LA. Everyone has an opinion on them nationally. They do just work. Like if you just, they're interesting to throw on a big game. Like it's just, they're an easy watch. The colors now with Herbert, easy to watch their dysfunction. 
Like it's just a brand that I just think people will watch. You know, even if you don't have really have like you don't care about them, you're not gambling yeah, big, on them. You're right. Bigger national brand than local brand. Yeah, you can just do Chargers Chiefs. You know, Chargers Raiders, Chargers Niners. It, it, whoever they're playing, who's also a big brand, it's easy to use them for Sunday night or Monday night. They they work. They always kind of have. Part of their division is always there's like knockdown dragouts in the AFC West that helps. Yeah. Philip forever for 15 years. All of us watching Philip Rivers just they've had they've had you know two famous quarterbacks that help. You couldn't do it with the Shepherd quarterback. You need in your league some people who who have heartbreak. You know, like well, the Vikings are one. Yeah, the Vikings are one. But like the Red Sox winning a World Series was like oh, <laughs> like the Cubs winning a championship like. It's good for ratings that one time, but then when they're not like the little engine anymore, it's like, oh, we don't have that anymore. Honestly, a buddy, of my, a friend of mine is a Browns fan. He's like, dude, we never, I, I, let me tell you, we never, ever win that game. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel worse for the Niners. <laughs> but then I, I, I heard like the game with that thought in my mind. I'm like, look at these people, man. We never, ever win that game. That's all I could think. I heard Bill Simmons say, he's like, is there a chance that's the best win they've had since returning to Cleveland the last 20 years? <laughs> they got the stereo. Uh, Alien, dig the show for us new listeners. Love to do the backstory and how you guys came together to be a mighty, a mighty Tito's powered duo. How you guys came together to be a mighty... To how Tito's became a sponsor? Probably, yeah. That's the way I read it. We sold some hats. A guy from Tito's bought a hat. We're like, hey, you work for Tito's. What do you think? He's like, let's do it. And uh, we appreciate Devin every day. Love that fucking guy. Devin, where you at, dog? Slinging booze. Yeah. All right. Uh, On that note. Go Phillies. Oh, yeah. Is there a game? They play today? No. Thursday? Tuesday? No, we got there's a game yeah, today. Bochy. We got I down to the bochy. final four too quick for my taste in baseball. John, I want more seven game series early in baseball. It takes me a while Playoffs to warm have, up. They've been they were bad. They just a lot of these teams just got swept. All right. On that note, everybody, thanks for hanging. Like and subscribe. Share it with your friends and your enemies. Adios. Later. Phillies are on. Phillies are on right okay. now. All right. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.